Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, episode two, three, five of the Get Around podcast. Here we are in championship week, getting ready for Traverse City St. Francis, and also talking about Cadillac Volleyball and their trip to Battle Creek and the championship uh, match on Saturday. So back-to-back championship Saturdays. We had Cadillac this past Saturday, and we have St. Francis this Saturday both with uh, state championships on the line. Unfortunately for the Vikings, which we'll get into a little bit later, they did not come home with the championship. They did come home with a runner-up, which is uh, more than admirable, uh, as we will discuss later on. But I am your host and sports editor of the Traverse City Record Eagle, Brendan Queeley, alongside me this week, James Cook, our senior sports reporter, and Jordan Puente, uh, who braved the conditions, even though I tried to give you an out, dude. I was like, we got a subscription, you don't have to drive, you're from California, you've never seen snow before, you don't realize how dangerous it is to drive in snow, and yet you did it anyway. <laughs> and that's Jordan Puente. So, so Jordan, uh, I'm, I'm glad you're here. As I told you off air uh, and texted you, I hope you understood by my text, oh, yeah. I was legitimately worried about you. Yeah. Um, and, and concerned, I was like, am I sending this poor boy off to his death? I really hope that he does not end up in a ditch. No. Unfortunately, you didn't, and I'm uh, really happy about that. Uh, boys, uh, how was your how was your weekend? How was this last week? Uh, in, enjoying life as a sports reporter uh, in the uh, final days of the fall sports season. Yeah, mine was pretty standard. Just watching St. Francis steamroll somebody. It's kind of been what it's been for the last couple months. So, yeah, I, I'm again. I, I was excited to talk about them last week. I'm excited to talk about them again this week as well. And we've got a lot on tap for episode 235 of the Get Around Podcast, which is brought to you by Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's has two locations in Traverse City. They make subs that are freaky fresh. They do it in a fashion that is freaky fast because they're Jimmy John's. Freak, yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay, so guys, we've got news, like legitimate news to talk about in our uh, quest for new mascots in, in northern Michigan. Um, I will say this. I'm pretty disappointed. I wrote a column on Sunday, and I thought it was really funny uh, and really well written. I really liked it. Uh, it. It was about our quest for new mascots. Uh, I didn't get a single email. No one. No one. No well, that one means from... nobody objected. Yeah. Right? No, but I was, I wanted. You wanted I wanted. Angry, I, wanted a, I wanted a ground yeah. swell of support. I wanted people coming out of the woodwork to go, finally, someone is speaking up for for getting new and interesting mascots in, in northern Michigan. Of course, I mean, my favorite line uh, it was basically a, I just repurposed a joke that I told on last week's podcast about the Glen Lake Lake Glens and how their mascot would just be a dad with uh, khaki shorts, a polo, and Crocs with socks. No, no emails. I didn't. I don't check Facebook. For, I, so I don't know if there were any comments on, on the Facebook link or, or Twitter or anything like that. So uh, I find that Facebook is often, um, it's not a healthy place to, to look when your articles get posted. Um, so, but as far as the news goes, uh, Manistee is in search of a new mascot. And in fact, they're taking suggestions from the public right now. 
And if you go to chipslead.org backslash mascot, that's C-H-I-P-S-L-E-A-D dot org backslash mascot, M-A-S-C-O-T, you can fill out a Google form uh, and tell them that they should be the Manistee Manatees because as much as I would enjoy the Glen Lake, uh, or I'm sorry, the, the Bear Lake Lake Bears, um, I would really enjoy... James's uh, dream, I well, maybe not dream, but quest, maybe not quest, uh, what, tongue-in-cheek, whatever, uh, to actually happen, because uh, we're not going to get the Bear Lake Lake Bears. I'm, I'm well aware of this. It's never going to happen. But we could legitimately get the Manistee Manatees. It could happen. Okay. And um, so this is this is a call to all of our listeners, every single one of our Audible viewers, uh, take the time right now uh the groundswell of support that we need is for the manistee manatees uh and uh got to see this happen so again it's it's chipslead.org backslash mascot so make sure you go out there fill it out um and yeah if you if you need if you get to that part where it's like oh you know why is this appropriate just be like well you know manistee is right on lake michigan and a manatee is an aquatic animal while it isn't a freshwater animal uh you know, it's still it's still appropriate. So, um, go with that. Sorry to have, have dominated the the conversation, but I was just really excited about that. I'm really excited about the possibility. What I what I put in my submission, and this will give the give it away to the people who are reading it. But what I put in there for that, I think, is that uh, manatees have no natural predators. Oh, oh nice. Wow. Wow. James, please tell me you did some research on manatees while you were I, filling this out. I did. If, if you like, they if do you, have if no if natural like predators in their natural environment. Fantastic. Oh, this is what I love about you, James, is that like you go the extra mile every single time. You know, you're like, I'll, I'll, you know, I, I think I just Googled manatees and I was like, oh, I saw aquatic animal, uh, mammal. And I'm like, okay, I'll use that. Yeah, you actually the, clicked on the Wikipedia link or National Geographic link or whatever you did. And, yeah, and it, was, read about it was a manatees. science article. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, awesome. they're herbivores, so you know. Lord there's that too, days, man. Yeah, vegan friendly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You're, yeah, James, you're an absolute gem. Uh, so good, so good. Um, all right, so let's get into our area code game, and then we will uh, get into St. Francis conversation. Oh yeah. Uh, after that, so uh, who won for two, three, four? I picked. What the hell did I pick, James? Did you write it down last week? What we did? Uh, yeah, you took Pennsylvania. For what? I can't remember. I'm trying to remember which show it was. I can't remember. Great. All right. Awesome. <laughs> oh, salute your shorts! I took salute your shorts. That's, oh, that's right. I went, okay. I went yeah. old oh, school yeah, in the Salute right. your shorts. Jordan took California. Yep. For Sons for of what show? Sons of Anarchy. Sons. That's right. Um, okay. And then I had New York for. Um, I remember what it was for. Archer. Archer, because oh, we made the ice. Right. Yeah, we made the Yeah, that's right. It was Archer. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> uh, the one that I took today, I should have taken last week. But, oh, but the one I'm going to guess today. I got mine. And, and knowing it's wrong, but still, it would have been appropriate. So what's 234? What's the 234 area code? 234 is in Missouri. It wow. is the includes the cities and communities of Charleston, Columbia, Farmington, Hannibal, and Jefferson City. Okay, so I'm going to give this actually to Jordan 
because I'm pretty sure Farmington, California is mentioned in Sons of Anarchy. It is. So, it is. so Farmington, even though it's in Missouri, I'm giving Jordan this win because Farmington, Farmington, it works. So Jordan gets the W this week. It's a long, um, long road. <laughs> all right so uh two two thirty six is what we're guessing next right two three six is our uh is our area code i'm trying to figure out i'm like i haven't been watching a great deal of tv lately i can do mine. If you guys want to yeah, yeah go too. with your guess um Good. i'm going back to the state of pennsylvania for morristown i recently started watching yesterday bachmeyer all right mm. Okay. Excellent show. It's a great yeah. show. I, yeah. I, I miss that, it out. It's a great show. It might have one of the greatest scenes in television history. Uh, Brock Myers' breakdown is oh. one of the funniest things I've ever seen televised. Yeah. It's it's incredible when he just that that pilot episode when he just loses it. <laughs> I've watched that so many times on YouTube, just oh, over and over again. A, so funny. It's a great show. <laughs> Good show. So yeah, that's mine. Morristown, Pennsylvania. Mark All right. Uh, I'm I'm going to take uh, Michigan, even though I know it's wrong and it's not two the area two three six area code <laughs> okay. uh, for the TV show Battle Creek, which I should have taken last week. For Battle Creek. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you ever okay. saw that. It was only lasted one season, um, and it stars the guy who plays Mayhem in the insurance commercials. No way. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Where he was like he, an was, F- uh... he was like an FBI agent. Like in this one-person FBI office that was set up in Battle Creek, Michigan. Wow. All right. Very nice. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna feed right off of that because that same actor uh, played a character on the show Thirty Rock, and so I will go with New York and do that. So. Funny show. He played he played Dennis on on Thirty Rock. Oh yeah, he was, yeah. Like, he was like her boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. her 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 scumbag ex boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, off and on on again. Uh, all right, so uh, there we go. We've got uh, Brock Meyer, Battle Creek, and Thirty Rock for two three six. Um, I, I have no idea what the area code in New York is, but maybe it's maybe I get maybe I get lucky here. Um, all right, boys, let's get down to business down to brass tacks talk about uh traverse city st francis uh continuing on their war path through the postseason and just beating new lothrop uh into the ground pummeling a pummeling i would say right is this a uh 53 to 8 win yeah walloping um, uh yeah taking them to the woodshed right beating them with a rubber hose uh so I'm a big fan of hyperbole. Uh, I am also, uh, I often fall victim to recency bias, whereas the, the most recent thing that I've seen is the thing that I love the most. Uh, so, but my, my question is, is this, and James, this is more for you, uh, given your, your history here in northern Michigan and covering sports, is this the most impressive postseason run of any northern Michigan team across any season in any sport? I, I... I, maybe I'm getting caught by recency bias too, but I think so. You just don't get teams this far into the playoffs just destroying other powerhouse programs and teams that are ranked. It's not like they were playing somebody who slipped through, you know, and 
arguably maybe shouldn't be here or, or anything like that. I mean, they were playing the last two weeks. They were playing top ten teams and just ran them both off the field. Um, and it's just... <laughs> I, I didn't expect it to happen again with New Lothrop. You know, I heard that New Lothrop was uh, a lot like Ithaca, but better. And uh, apparently they're uh, one touchdown Eight better. points better. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, it's even, they even are similar, they're similar style, I would say. Um, in that they have uh, you know very quarterback-centric offense with a dual-threat quarterback and everything, much like Ithaca was. But they, they for the most part, did the same thing they did at Ithaca and just took him away. Yeah, can, can we talk about the fact that St. Francis scored 10 less points and gave up 8 more points than last week, but still won by 45 points? Unreal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah what, was, what, was the, what was the number, I think, that I put in the article that they've played 4 top 10 teams in the last 6 weeks? And the combined score was two hundred and three to thirty-five. Yeah, it's absolutely it's it's incredible yeah, uh, what yeah. they're doing. I mean, they they slapped the over uh, when we played thirty-nine and a half points, right? <laughs> and they they slapped the under, which we put I think I put at twenty twenty and a half. Yeah. Um. Un unbelievable uh, what this team is doing this season, and and so impressive. You know, I've only been in Northern Michigan for for six about six and a half years now, and yeah, I really can't think of a, a more impressive run. I I, I look at what uh, you know the Buckley Boys basketball team did uh, in two thousand and was that two thousand seventeen, James? Yeah, those two those back to back uh, seasons where they went to the finals. Yeah, yeah, that was but this, that was really impressive. But but this would be yeah, like they didn't they this didn't cash like, in. Yeah, this would, well, this would be like every one of those games in like regionals and quarterfinals, them winning by sixty, right? Yeah. In basketball, yeah, and they didn't do that. They didn't. They they had some. They had some close games. I know that that regional final that they yeah. played uh, in, in Cadillac was was close. Um, yeah, I mean, we've had a so, lot of we've had a lot of great teams have a lot of great runs, but just not dominating, absolutely dominating their opposition. Almost every step of the way. As yeah, and that's not that's not hyperbole. They are dominating these teams. They're not even allowing these teams uh, a, a chance to think that they might win. Right? They they erase. They're erasing doubt immediately. What they're doing. I was like, oh, cool. I'll go catch the last little bit of the St. Francis game on uh, the NHFAS <laughs> network, whatever. I, I, I don't know why I can't say N- N- NFHS. I don't, know, yeah, Federation I don't know why. Of high schools. High schools. All right, so NFHS. I don't know why I can't say that, but Ooh. I was like, oh, cool. I'll go watch the last little bit of the St. Francis game uh, on that. <laughs> and then I, I, I go to click, and it was, already fi- it, was, it was already over. I was like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, the second okay. half went fast because they started the second half with the running clock. <laughs> Right, Jeez. <laughs> it, it, it surprised me how okay. fast it went because it wasn't the super mercy; it was just the regular mercy. But it, man, it went. Yeah. What's the difference? It went, went so fast. What's the difference? So the super mercy, the super mercy is uh, at fifty points, and boy. at that point, the second the clock stops for I think literally nothing. 
Not even right, injury, not, even not timeouts, right. not not spotting the ball for first downs, nothing. And the regular mercy, the, yeah, the, the clock still stops for injuries and timeouts, wow. but doesn't right. cl- doesn't stop for even going out of bounds or spotting the ball in first downs. Wow. Wow. So th- this this next question is going to show how much of uh, we have all fallen victim to homerism here. No doubt, the, the Glads are the class of Division Seven. Where are they good enough to be fighting for in divisions ahead? Of them? I, Division Six, I, I think that's uh, no question that they would uh, that they could win that game. But looking at Division Five, Gladwin or Frankenmuth, those that's who's playing. Uh, uh, Division Four is Grand Rapids, South Christian, Goodrich, uh, and then the one that I find really intriguing, honestly, is at Division Three. I I would like to see St. Francis go up against Muskegon. I think that would be a legitimately good and competitive game. And that's what is what's nuts here is I look at the St. Francis team and they have to go to Division Three to get what I think would be a competitive game against them. Again, homerism, I get it, but. Yeah. How, how off base am I uh, on this one, James? How wrong am I in, in this? <laughs> I, yeah, I think I think six and five for sure. Um, four with Granite South Christian and Goodrich. I still think that'd be a game for sure. And would you say who's Division Three? Muskegon and, and Detroit Martin Luther King. Muskegon is big. Muskegon yeah, is a very Ms. big. Muskegon is big too, and Martin Luther King is a. Massive, massive yeah. school. Martin, Martin, uh, Martin Luther King has, they have the athletes. Martin Luther King I probably would... has like 300 pound linemen from tackle to tackle. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why I don't think they would, but uh, but I, I really think the, the game with Muskegon would be a game. I, I do. I, I, it would just be interesting to, to see. Again, that's why you're like, oh, couldn't we just here's a call for extending the playoffs, right? Uh-huh. Now have now have all the state champions play each other, and then we get one super state champion. So I'll reach out to Kimberly, see if that can happen. <laughs> um, and, then, and then confidence level. James, you, you've been around this team. Where is it at? Are they surprising themselves at this point? Are they looking at what they're doing and going, yeah, even we can't believe that we're beating teams like this. I think they're um, kind of a little bit of both. I think, you know, because I don't think that they're really overlooking any of these teams, but then they're just kind of surprised at what they're doing, that by the second quarter these games are out of reach. I mean, because um, you don't go into a playoff game against a team like Ithaca or a a team like New Lothrop, who those are teams that are in the Final Four on a regular basis, and you just don't go into a game like that expecting that by the second quarter that game is essentially over. <laughs> so, so they got to be surprising themselves. I think they got to be figuring that 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 run's going to end in, in in the finals with Jackson Lee and Christie of of having games that are blowouts. Does it have to though? Because well, no. I mean, the last time they played them was a touchdown, yeah. and that was this season. Yeah, right. That was this season at Jackson Lumen Christie. Right, but it was only one touchdown. I mean that that game was was a close game. You know, probably and, the only and, truly and, close game of the year that they've had. 
but this St. Francis, and I know Jackson Lumen Christie has gotten better too. I know they started 0-3. They've gone 10-0 since. But Trevor City St. Francis has gotten better too. Mm-hmm. And that's that's clear. And that's why this game is and this is a as must as much of a most watch as no, as much of a must watch as you can get when it comes to uh, a, a high school football game, especially for the teams that that, that, that we're covering. Um, James, I texted you this question uh, after the game and said, is it crazy to think that the Gladiators game against Bensie Central will be their most difficult of the postseason? I guess we'll find out when Saturday comes along. But I'm not discounting a, a another blowout for, for St. Francis. Yeah, I mean, so far it has been, by, by far, I think. Um Benzie put up more of a fight than Ithaca and New Lothrop. I mean, they put up 18 points. They their defense held Benzie or held St. Francis to 34, which, which is their lowest. <laughs> that's their lowest point total this season is 34, scoring seven yep. touchdowns. Benzie put up a fight. Every other team, every other team that St. No, Francis five, five has seen this season oh. has has not put up a fight. Benzie put up a fight. Other the other teams haven't. Um, yeah. Benzie has a Benzie has a history of doing that in in recent years against uh, you know the big teams on their on their schedule. They they even in seasons where Benzie has really really struggled, like they give Kingsley a game every year. It seems like, mm-hmm. um, so it's not surprising. Um, but I mean, what they did was surely notable <laughs> in that. Yeah. Like I said, they've played four teams that were ranked in the top ten in the state when St. Francis played them. None of those games were close, and none of them were as good as the Benzie game. Yeah. So, so let's look ahead at the state championship. Uh, you've got St. Francis against their week two opponent, Jackson Lumen Christie, Saturday, 10 a.m., Ford Field, Detroit. Does the week two result play into this all? We saw St. Francis, uh, I put this in quotes, struggle. Uh, against the only other opponent that they saw twice this season, and that was Benzie Central. So, who does who does the the week two result favor more, St. Francis or Lumen Christie? I think it favors St. Francis, but uh, Lumen Christie also got a good look at what things worked for St. Francis against them. Um, Lumen Christie isn't as big of a team physically as Ithaca and New Lothrop were. Um, but one of the things that really worked for St. Francis was um, unveiling that no-huddle offense against them, and Jackson Lee McChristie has so many players that play both ways that it really tired them out. Um, and you're totally going to see that in, in Ford Field, which is a very warm environment. Um, and it was the same thing when they played in Jackson. It was, it was a nice warm day. Um, that game in Jackson. So, but Ford Field is just, you know, players. A couple weeks ago, when we had the St. Francis players on, we're talking about how, just how warm it is, in there, and how hot, and staying, you know, hydrated and all that is is more difficult than in other games. Um, so I think that that you will see St. Francis put the pedal to the metal and use that no huddle offense more than they have or more than they've even had to, I guess, in some of these other games. They used it more in that Lumen Christie game because it was close. They haven't used it a whole lot in a lot of these other games because they haven't had to. 
If St. Francis scores first, is the game over? If they if they take the opening kickoff and they go down the field and they score a touchdown and go up seven nothing or eight nothing, is it over? That thought has to creep into Lubin Christie's mind. I would certainly think. I mean, they've got to look at what these scores are from St. Francis. But Lumen Christie is a team too that you know they've they've been there, they've done that. Uh, you know, they've done all these things that St. Francis has done and. Um, over the, the last decade, they've been one of the most winning teams in this division. Um, so, but man, it was a game changer in that new Lothrop game when White and Osadis just took the opening kickoff for a touchdown. The the wind just went out of their sails. Yeah. And then, you know, then New Lothrop, they got a they got a first down or two on their next possession. Um, ended up having to punt. And and he busted that one for a touchdown, the punt return. He got called back on a penalty, uh, on an illegal block. But then, like the next play, I think it was uh, they would they just were gone after that. They, they put together a huge long drive, and I, the other thing is that it's interesting about that that punt getting called back. That is the maddest I have ever seen Josh Sellers during a game. <laughs> Uh-huh. Like I've uh-huh. normally Josh Sellers is the one telling his assistant coaches to not yell at the referees. <laughs> he's he's Mr. Calm and collected. calm and collected and everything like that. But when he saw that flag come out on that punt return, he threw his headset on the field <laughs> and, and got right in the grill of one of the referees. And I had like, you just don't see that. So you know how much how how invested how emotional he was about getting to this state championship game. Wow. Yeah. So if if I was gonna if St. Francis was a boxer, right? I feel like mm-hmm. they're the type of boxer who would, as soon as the bell rings, they are marching over to the to the other guy with the gloves on and swinging as hard as they absolutely can. They're not dancing around. They're not. They're not. You know, moving. Their, they are going over there and they're throwing a punch immediately. Am I right on that? That just seems to be how this St. Francis team is. Is that they are they they want to strike. They want to strike first and they want to strike hard. Yeah, that's what they've done in all these games. Uh, I mean, they've. I think the last two weeks they've scored on every possession that they've had in the first half of both of those games. Wow. I mean, it's. I think they may have. They may have punted once. Oh wow! In the first half against Ithaca, but they. Every, I think every other drive between Ithaca and New Lothrop, they scored on every other first half drive in those two games, which is just. Which is just crazy, considering that New Lothrop and Ithaca are such powerhouse programs. So then here's, here's a question. I'm going to kind of modify the one that I've got listed here. But So if they win, they go 14-0, they join the 2003 and 2009 St. Francis teams uh, as the only ones to go 14-0 and win a state championship. Uh, St. Francis in 1992 went 13-0. They have other state championships as well. If they win Saturday and they win in convincing fashion, or even if they don't win in convincing fashion, but if they just win... Does this 2022 team go down as the best in St. Francis history? I think it very well could, just because of like what we've talked about, how dominating they've been this season. Um, and it's been it's been quite a long time. It's been like you said, it's been since 2009 that they've won a title. Uh, that's 13 years, and in those 13 years, they've been one of those teams that gets to the quarterfinals or the regional finals, semifinals every year, and then doesn't quite do it. They lost in the finals once. 
to New Lothrop two years ago. But, you know, so I think they were, they're one of those powerhouse programs, but over the last decade or so, they haven't been adding titles to that legend. And they kind of need to win one to, to get some of that mystique up back a little bit, I guess. Yeah. Um, I don't know that it's wearing off or anything like that, but when you haven't won a state title in 13 years and you're considered one of the best programs in the state, you know, maybe it does. Yeah. Yeah, it's time to win the big one. And right. I, I think right. I think they're going to do it. So w- with that in mind, uh, prediction time. Let's uh, give me a winner and give me a final score. We're not playing over-under this time because uh, that was a cheap way out. Uh, although I don't think any of us were going to say 53-8 to eight last week. I, I'll say that. I certainly wasn't going to predict a 45-point win uh, for uh, for that. But, um, yeah, who wants to who wants to brave this and, and, and go first? I'll say, uh, I'll say 42 to 28 St. Francis. Okay. So, so two touchdowns. Jordan. Glass win. Uh, I don't want to same bow. Like I want to say 46 to 24. Alright, 52 to 13, St. Francis beats the ever-living, ever-living, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm going with. I'm call, I'm going homer, baby, let's let's do this, why not, why, why, not? why I'm going to bet on the fastest horse and say, yep, you're going to leave the rest of them in the dust. So, St. Francis, 52 to 13, seven touchdowns and a field goal, and a field that's goal. what I'm going with. One field goal. Uh, yeah, just for fun. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, that was probably literally the only thing they had problems with last week. Well, it was had two extra points blocked. Well, it was also snowing. It, so. it was, yeah. But I mean, they were blocked. You know, not that he didn't he didn't miss them. Well, All right, uh, we 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 allowed the gladiators to dominate that conversation just lately. They have dominated every single team they've played pretty much uh, this season, but we do have to pay some recognition to Cadillac Volleyball and what they did, uh, making it to the state championship match for the first time in program history, falling short against North Branch, but doing just some incredible stuff along the way. I mean, what an impressive run by by Cadillac, and as much of a heartbreaker as it was when I saw that they had to play North Branch, I was kind of like, oh, I was I was bummed out when I saw that because yeah. I know what good of a, a program North Branch is, um, and I'm not saying that I wasn't giving Cadillac a chance. I just had the feeling that it wasn't going to be Cadillac's day, um, and as right as I was about Cadillac making it to Battle Creek and making it to the championship match, call, saying that they were going to, they were going to, I know, thank you, a round of applause yeah, all around for, puff, for, fi- for finally getting something right. I don't often get things right, so when I do, I like to brag about it. Um, Jordan, what did it mean to this Cadillac team to finally be playing on a Saturday in Battle Creek? A lot. Uh, you could definitely hear it and see it in their faces after they won the semifinals game. Um, a lot of the coaches up here were pointing at Michelle Bynes and letting her know, like, congrats, go get it, bring it home. Um, but all around, like, 
you could tell that they were shocked. Like, oh wow, we did this. Like, wow. And then we brought them in for the interview. Like, they were also kind of speechless. Very overappreciative for all the support. But mainly it's just excited and shell-shocked. They're still shell-shocked. Like, because they're the only ones that ever done this. No one else has ever done it. So, yeah, it was a thrill. It was like a history in the making type of moment that only if, if you were there, like, you got to witness some something cool. Like, it was, it was cool. It was so fun to see them because I, I watched the I watched the game uh, the semifinals, uh, and it was just it was so great to see them continue that trend of dropping that first set and then bouncing back and then just straight up dominating. Where they were like, "Oh, hold on, we are the better team, so let's let's take let's take care of business." Um, <clears throat> and watching them just kind of roll through those those final three sets uh, in the semifinals against uh, uh, Dearborn Divine Child mm-hmm. uh, was was just so impressive and the the reaction after they got that score that final point and the way they all just ran to each other uh, on the court was it was it was something really special I was so glad that I was able to watch that um, because it you can read about it. You can, you know, you, someone can tell you and be like, oh, yeah, they, they won. But when you see it happen and oh, you yeah. see the way that they played and you see the confidence that that team had from, I mean, the opening point of the second set to the final point of the fourth set, they were just as determined as they could possibly be to not – it wasn't so much that they were playing to not lose. It was they were yeah. – they were playing to win. It was the, they flipped the switch from set one to set two, right? Is that did you see the same yeah. thing? Yeah, um, it was interesting because so when I talked to them before the semifinals game, I went to visit them in Cadillac, and I asked the coach because the first thing she mentioned was we felt and dealt with adversity before, because I mentioned like you guys have been here before, never won it. It's the white elephant in the room. I have to address it, um, but she was like, "Yeah, no, we felt." We dealt with adversity the first district game when they were down 2-0 and rallied back and won in five sets. And she mentioned that and how the players already know what to do if they were able to get down like that again. And the first set, like, the uh, what is it, Divine Child came out swinging. They won pretty convincingly, very easily, I could say. And then after the second set, it was like, oh, Cadillac's back. Like, they're back to doing what they're known to be doing. Krista Musta was doing what she does well. Uh, Gemina, Krista uh, Gemina was doing what she does well. Like moving the floor, passing the ball around. And it felt like Cadillac Vikings volleyball from what <clears throat> Michelle Barnes uh, explained to me on, what is it, uh, Thursday? Thursday it was? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it was cool. It was, yeah, it was really nice to watch. Like, and they were crying, and tears of joy. Parents were there celebrating, and former coaches, coaches were there celebrating. It was, it was a spectacle. Like you mentioned it, like you're there watching it. Like you can read it, you can talk about it, you can do all that stuff. But when you witness something like that that's never been done before, that's you, you feel appreciative of like, oh, good, I'm happy for you guys. Like, congrats. And I and I told the coach that like a couple of times. Even she was sad, like. Even after the game, like the finals game when they lost, like 
The first thing she did when they grabbed the runner-up trophy was looked at all the girls and was very hyped about it. Because again, they've never won a runner-up trophy. So even even just getting that type of trophy, it's, they, they were appreciative of getting that too. And former the coach of North Branch, he walked over, said his congratulations to Michelle, talked about volleyball for a couple minutes, and I was just standing there like, wow, like, I don't think the girl, I don't think they'll realize it yet, but when they look back, like, we did something that will be talked about for a while in the city. So it was really cool to watch. Good weekend. Good weekend. So let, let's talk uh, about the the, uh, the players on this Cadillac squad. Um, you know, it's already been decided, and we can kind of announce it right now, but yeah. uh, Chris Musta uh, is going to be our uh, girls' volleyball player of the year. Um, and after her performance uh, throughout the, the postseason, incredibly well-deserved. But you look at that Cadillac team and look at the dream teamers that are on there. Um, Josh Seeley, dream teamer. Mackenzie, Mackenzie Johns, dream teamer. Yep. Uh, Cassie Genema, yep. dream teamer. Yep. Like it, it is a stacked, stacked Cadillac team, um, and it. it I, I'm both surprised and also like upset at myself. I'm like, why? Why should I be surprised? Look at the the caliber of players that this Cadillac team has. Of course, they made it this far. Uh, when I talked to Michelle. I think after the quarterfinals, uh, she said that like before the season started, uh, there was doubt that this team was going to continue the, uh, the the trend of good Cadillac volleyball teams. People asking like, "Oh, are you actually going to be that good?" And I wonder if that put a chip on those players' shoulders. I feel like it did because I asked him about that too, and she kind of said the same thing. Like everyone counted us out. No one thought we were going to be here. We're the only team here. We're going to live it up and enjoy joy while we have it. Because, yeah, even she was saying, like, a lot of people have talked to me about that. Like, I've never gone to state finals. never done this. never done that. And to be able to do that, that's, that's why she was smiling from year to year, despite losing three sets. But they never they never been there. So, yeah, it was cool. It was nice to watch. So let's talk about uh, Michelle Bryan's um one of the greatest volleyball coaches, not only in Northern Michigan, but in Michigan as a whole, uh, what she's done over her 30, uh, 30 year career, uh, more than 900 wins. Uh, and you know, although she's never had a team win the big one, uh, she finally got there, uh, on, on Saturday and, and was able to do something with this Cadillac team that no Cadillac team had done before in program history. Um, <clears throat> What's left to be said about Michelle Brines, uh, other than clearly uh, a great volleyball coach and a great molder of, of young women? I'm not sure. I mean, yeah, you could say, oh, she hasn't won, won the big one yet, but, I mean, you 900 wins is hard enough. I mean, coaching for as long as she's coached, not a lot of people can say they've done that. So, I mean... Personally, like she's already established herself as one of the best coaches, I would assume, in the state of Michigan. I mean, yeah, like, you guys have been yeah. around long enough to, for me to speak on that. So, yeah, we we talked about Matt Greisinger at, at uh, Trevor City West Soccer uh, being good enough to be a, a coach in college. Brian's could certainly Easily. make mm -hmm. the jump. 
to, to college volleyball and, and be a head coach. Easily. Yeah, and, and I think you, you see the dedication and, the, uh, and just what she puts into this team. And you see a lot of these coaches who've been around for a long time, and then, you know, their kid comes up and plays in the, in the program. And when their kid graduates and goes moves on to college, there's that temptation to say, I've done a lot and I'm calling it quits so I can watch my kid play in college, which, and it's, which is totally understandable and everything. But when Renee graduated, Michelle... Last year, right? Yeah, yeah not, not, not long ago, Michelle kept coaching. Like she's that dedicated to this team, this program, and and them getting to this finals. Division two has been a a division that's been dominated by four teams yes. pretty much for the last decade. Yep. Uh, and North Branch, Pontiac Notre Dame, Grand Rapids Christian, and Lake Odessa like yep. Lakewood. In the last decade, there's only been three other teams that have ever played in the finals, including Cadillac. That's wild. That's absurd. Yeah. Like going back to 2012, there's only three other teams that, have, aside from those four, that have ever played in the championship game in Division Two. Wow! Um, and to and to, so to to put yourself into that conversation and into that group uh, says something. Yeah! Wow! Yeah! They mentioned it in this story. Legends never die. I told the girls that, and they know. A lot of people yeah, have been talking was... about this for a while. That was, a, that was a history-making, as a history-making team, a history-making performance, a history-making run by uh, by Cadillac uh, in this 2022 postseason. Uh, so why don't we go ahead and get into uh, the conversation that James and Jordan had with Cadillac volleyballers uh, Carissa Musta and Jaz Seeley. is happy to bring in Cadillac volleyball players junior Chris Amusta. Hey, thanks for having us. And and senior Josh Seely. Hi, thanks for having us. You guys are just fresh off playing in the state finals, Division Two. Um, just what was that experience like? Just going down there. I know it's it's probably the loudest you've ever played in front of a loudest crowd. Yeah, it was kind of a, like, the first game, our semifinal game was, we wanted to win that. Like, there was a lot of heart in that game, and then the second game was definitely bittersweet, you know, with losing, but also being there, but also being the last game, period, for us. It was, it was a bunch of emotions all wrapped up into one. Yeah, I agree with Jaws. Like, I think that we played our hearts out on Friday, and we just there on Saturday for the fun and I think we all had a good time even though we lost but mm-hmm. yeah that, that first set of the the final went 31 29 how how nerve-wracking is that to be in a state championship game in that environment where and I, don't, I don't know if it's like it was when I've gone there previous times but it is loud in that place and then to have it go into extra points like that how, how much pressure is there it was a lot of pressure, but as our old assistant coach said, pressure is a privilege, mm-hmm. and we'll never forget that. Uh, yeah, I think it was 
I don't, I don't even know where to go from there. I think Krista just, she said it perfectly, um, pressure is a privilege, and, you know, Coach Mo said that, and that stuck with us all season. That's all I got to say about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, the whole experience for you guys, because you guys said pressure is a privilege. You were down one set in the semis, and then you rallied off and then wound up winning. I know we talked, you mentioned it first time I met you, pressure is a privilege. You guys continue to preach that. You guys made it all the way to the finals. Like, now that you guys are a couple days past it, Obviously, the emotions of losing stinks, but being one of off is something Cadillac has never done before. Mm-hmm. Has that sunk in yet? Like, oh, we did something cool. Like, we left Battle Creek doing something that the school's never done before. Yeah. No, it hasn't sunk in with me yet. Like, I don't know if it will. Probably not for a couple of years at least, but... Understandable. Yeah. Any, anything different is different for you is it kind of the same no it's it's the same I thought you know you asked us that question when we were in Battle Creek and I was like yeah I'll probably like f- like realize it tomorrow and then I'm still here sitting right now and I'm like I it still's not sunk in for me and you know today's our first day without practice and it's kind of emotional for all of us but I think like as we get on during the week it'll probably sink in more for some of us mm-hmm. first time oh. experience first time Yes, never experienced, <laughs> never experienced Battle Creek before you. No, how, no. Any, any, what, what, tell me, how um, was it? So, we do like a circle time yep. for our, like at the beginning of our season and the end of our season. And the first thing that I said was, I still haven't made it down to Battle Creek. And this is the team that can make it down there. So, mm. I knew that we could do it and I'm just glad that we did. Like I just knew that we could. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, you guys have had uh, a bunch of games in the playoffs. I think it was four games in the playoffs where you lost the first set but then came back and won the match. And then you had that epically long first set in the state finals. What was the, the feeling there? Were you, were you still like, we've done this before and against some pretty good teams? So I think that the first couple games, um, like our regional games when we lost that first set, I don't, I don't, honestly, I can't say what happened. I know that we had a lot of girls sick, um, you know, maybe like a stressful week or two, and then when we got off to the wrong hand, we started off well on Saturday, and then we started to lose it. And I think that, like, our losses before have taught us to just keep pushing through, keep pushing through, but we just could not find the holes on the other side. Yeah, like what she said, I think that a lot... Like, a lot of our games before that, when we lost in the first set, like, it was just because we weren't playing well, you know. But then on Saturday, when we lost the first set, it was, we were playing well, and I think we just put all of our energy into that. Mm -hmm. And we didn't spare any for the rest of the game. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we'll talk a little bit about the Ludington match, where you (laughs) dropped the first two sets in your first match of the playoffs. Um, how, how, what were you thinking at that point when you're down 0-2 already in the first first match of the playoffs? I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I just know, like, <laughs> it was not good. I can tell you that. <laughs> I think that we got some grip, though, for pushing through. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, all I remember thinking is, oh, my God, we cannot be the ones to break this streak, like this 17-year streak. And then... 
we just flipped a switch and our crowd was amazing our student section was amazing and honestly i think that's what channeled our energy throughout the game yeah <clears throat> student section was there you guys had some fan support how cool is it to see them travel all the way down from i mean i'm not gonna lie here the weather was not particularly great mm -hmm. coming down here per se but to see them make that trip that would have like been super cool for you guys to see that. Mm -hmm. I mean, although like the student section differences is all it was there, but you had people came and support you, even family and friends and all of all of everyone who came down. Like talk about how huge that was for you guys to see like people actually come out and support you guys. Yeah, it was. It's amazing how many people came. Like just considering how far away it is, you know. And I know that a lot of people couldn't make it because of the weather and our spec bus got canceled. And then I know that on Saturday, the school, like they had this event where they like showed up, like, what was a it? Watch party. Yeah, they had a watch party. And so like they provided pizza and everyone, like a lot of people in the community went to that. And just knowing that they were there was also helpful. Just Did you know that they were going to do that before you guys went down? Or is that something that you guys were told like after the game? Or? No, it was like, what, an hour or two before the game? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah, because wow. I think it was just to make up for the canceled spec bus, but... Yeah. 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 I agree. I mean, it was just great to see, you know, you're playing and you look back and you see the crazy sitting there. And I know you guys, I don't know if you've ever been to a Cadillac home game, you have mm -hmm. and the crazies can get crazy and there can be a lot of them mm -hmm. so you know it shows that the weather was really rough when there was like a row of like i don't know 12 yeah. kids there <laughs> but it was like hey you're in my second hour and like we got to talk about it today you know what i'm saying if it, it was a lot of support it was really nice mm -hmm. how different was it going to school today how, how, how did i mean you just have a lot of people coming up to you like other kids at school that maybe you don't even know or anything and saying, hey, congratulations on getting to the state championship match? I did have one person say congrats, and I was like, thank you, you know. But other than that, a couple teachers told me that we did a good job, and that's about it. Mm -hmm. Other than that, it wasn't really different. It's just the feeling of not having practice after that's the most, you know, yeah. different about going to school. But mm -hmm. other than that... Yeah, I would have to agree with that. I had, I mean, I had a handful of students and teachers come up to me. Um, and I had some people in the grocery store actually come up to me, which was cool. Really? But How was that? It was strange. I was like, <laughs> I don't know you, but, like, thanks. You know, I appreciate you wishing me or telling me good luck. That's, that just means you guys are local celebrities. So that's <laughs> yeah, cool. yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey. <clears throat> I did say, like, the end of, like, because I obviously wrote about the game, and at mm -hmm. the end, I quoted the movie The Goonies. Oh, they yeah. say legends never die. <laughs> he basically validated that pretty much you guys are people are gonna know who you guys are. If they look at photos, you guys come back in town. Oh, hey, like yeah, you guys did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then volleyball. Then whoever comes up as a freshman is gonna see that. They're yeah. probably gonna ask you a bunch of questions. They're probably gonna ask like, oh, what was it like playing with so and so and so and so. That's why I asked like if you had. I don't know if I asked you guys this, but uh, former players reach out to you guys. I Yes, I did. Now that you guys are done, after the whole experience is over, did any of the former players reach out and say, congrats, good job on doing basically what we, no offense, we couldn't do, but 
Mm -hmm. You guys were able to do it. Yeah, I mean, I had probably eight to ten people that that have been in the program, whether I play with them or not, reach out to me, and it's it's always great to hear from them. And, you know, it leads from there kind of like catching up. You know, it starts with a great job, and then it leads to, like, what have you been up to? And I think volleyball has just, like, made those connections so secure, and it's something I'll always be grateful for. Yeah, I had, like, two people reach out to me, and then I also had somebody else reach out to me that we play against in the conference, and she told me good job, and that it was an honor to play us, and it was great to have that support, mm -hmm. you know. Did your coach tell you that a lot of the local coaches were reaching out, telling her and you guys good luck and go get them, because yeah. you guys were the only team up here to actually advance and go all the way down there? Oh, that has to feel kind of cool to have that sense of community all throughout the northern Michigan area. Reach out to you guys, go get them, win, win one, beat whoever you are who you're gonna play. Mm -hmm. That's feel kind of cool. Similar to like other like randoms, randos, I guess you can say. Mm -hmm. Reach out to you guys, yeah, hey, good job, good job. Mm -hmm. But like coaches, like Lori, Lori Glass from mm -hmm. Leland, she reached out. Uh, Travis City Central, Emily Wilbur, like she reached out, say, go, oh, good luck, go out, go get them. That's pretty cool, like, mm -hmm. coaches, like, you guys played against, mm -hmm. or like, oh, like, go get them, like, we can do it, but we want you guys to do it. Any any thoughts on that, or? I think it's amazing, like, that it feels like we're representing, like, all these teams, yeah. like, they're all supporting, because, like, we're all, like, we're not, like, I don't know how to explain it, but. Like, Northern Michigan. Yeah, yeah. like, we're representing Northern Michigan, yeah. in a way. Um, bus ride back, obviously, that was the first time you probably all sunk in, like, oh my gosh, like, we're not gonna, like, be able to, you just mentioned it, Mondays, uh, we're not gonna practice. Was it, like, a sense of, okay, like, we're a team, like, no one can take away, like, what we did, like, what we were able to accomplish. Like, that has, like, that's a bond that you guys are forever gonna have. Did you guys, like, ever have, like, that type of conversation like on you guys way back up or was it just we're gonna sleep three and a half hours like we've never slept before <laughs> at the beginning I think it was like we were starting to talk about like it's okay you know like we did what the best that we can do and then and then everyone like fell asleep <laughs> but it was kind of hard to fall asleep because of the weather and yeah. like it was yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, we, we like she said, we got on the bus, and everybody's kind of, like, sighs, like, ten minutes of going through their phones and text messages, and then we stopped at McDonald's, and then <laughs> we slept, and then when we got into Cadillac, we actually got a police escort, and then that's kind of when we started to cry and realized that it was, like, the last bus ride, you yeah. know? So it was emotional. It wasn't, I mean, it was a five-hour bus ride, too. It wasn't, like, oh, done like that, you know what I mean? So... Yeah, it was emotional. Mm -hmm. Five hours is a long bus ride. <clears throat> How difficult is it to play on Friday night and then turn around and play the, the championship game mm -hmm. less than 24 hours later? It was it was hard. Like, we didn't get as much time to prepare as we normally do, but it's not like we've never done it before because, what was it, districts? When yeah. Ludington and Reed City were back-to-back, -back and we did it that a couple of weeks before that too, mm -hmm. just to prepare because mm -hmm. we knew what we were getting into. 
Yeah, I mean, she said it right. We did have a couple games, and prior we actually had four days in a row of playing. So we went Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and we stayed in hotels, and we drove back and forth from Grand Rapids to Cadillac. So um, I think that in a way she was preparing us for this moment. So, I mean, like Coach Brian, she always thinks three steps ahead of everyone. I do want to ask, um, volleyball court, like, obviously that you guys need music to hype yourself up. Was there any go-to songs that you guys had on deck before the semis and finals? Or was it just whatever shuffle comes on, <laughs> we'll play this song? So the playlist is kind of my thing. Um, we, I don't know if you guys have heard Stir Fry. Yeah. Yep, Stir Fry's our thing. And then we listen Nicholas. to a lot of Kanye and Nicki Minaj. Um, yeah, our playlist was good this year, I'm not going to lie. I want to ask James this. You, you ever heard the song Stir Fry? Probably we've heard it. I, I don't know if I could identify. It's a good one. It's a good song, man. It's, it's a banger. Be, yeah. <laughs> it's good. What's mm-hmm. your piece, man? So you guys have a, a bunch of superstitions like that. We were talking before the before recording this about some of the things. Talk about a, a few of those things. One of them, I guess, was you, everybody dyed their hair mm. going oh. to Battle Creek. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So I don't know how that even started. Man, I mean, I'm not complaining. I mean, I can dye my hair once every volleyball season for this for this moment. <laughs> I don't, I don't know how that started, though. I think it's just sort of Cadillac tradition. Every time you guys go to Battle <laughs> Creek, it's yeah. the, the dye their hair. What colors did you go with? I went with Does pink. everybody go the same? or? No, you get to change. You get yeah. to pick. Oh, okay. Mostly pink and blue, I think. Yeah. A lot of pink. <laughs> yeah, blue. Yeah. Oh. Just picked up on it's that. It's come out quite a bit already. Yeah, they can go now. Yeah. <laughs> they can go now. <laughs> <laughs> they can go now. I already, I already have plans for dyeing my hair back. I know what color this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm. And then uh, you guys were mentioning that you do the cha-cha thing mm-hmm. before every game. To t- tell, tell our listeners what that is. So, oh man, I mean, I don't know how long they've been doing it, but uh, before every game... We get in the shower, we line up the exact same way, so we get in a circle. I was next, Chris was on my left, Carson Castle was on my right, and we have our own version of the cha-cha, no music, we all sing it. So it's kind of like acapella, and there's like dancing to it, and like, if you're outside a locker room, you'll hear us, and it progressively gets louder and louder and louder, and then every game, and if we don't do it, it's, I don't think I've ever not done it, but I've heard it's bad luck. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and even when we don't have enough time to do it, we still do it. We speed it up. Yeah, we have sped through that thing so fast, so many times. Oh, yeah. <coughs> What's the dance that accompanies it like? Um, we got some feet stomping, <laughs> some hands clapping, bang, like, banging on the wall. Yeah, banging on the walls. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, man. Jumping up and down, twisting. Like a little, you know, like, tango-ish yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, and then you gotta like move your arms like to the middle circle. Yeah, yeah, whatever works. Who's the who's the person on the team that gets the most into it? Mm, I want to say Cassie Genema, (laughs) (laughs) but I know she can't dance, so I don't want to say Cassie Genema. Carson Castleman, you can't go wrong with her. She's always she's dancing no matter what. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mhm. What's the thing you do with socks? 
the, the sock superstition. <laughs> we get picked on big time for our socks, and we realize it. Yeah, sometimes, like... Go for it, yeah. Sometimes the student sections will, like, have a cheer, like, pull your socks down. And we're like, oh. broke, okay. <laughs> and then and then we beat them, you know, like, and then, like, if we beat the team, they're like, we're like, how do you like our socks now? Yeah. You know, just for fun, because, like, I don't know. It, yeah. So y'all wear high fun. socks? Yeah, yeah knee-high knee socks. socks. And okay. I, I forgot, that, like, my first game on varsity, I had no idea. And I don't think I've ever been yelled at by Brian's more. Like, it was pronto. I better get socks. So my parents had to bring me long socks. But it's been like that. <laughs> um, and, awesome. and then uh, you said there was something about hair ties. Oh, that's you. Oh. Yeah, so, like, before every game, I have to make sure that I have three hair ties in my hair. I don't know why, but I really like the number three <laughs> for some reason. Yeah. Did your number actually? It's the number of sets you got to win to, to win the match. Right. Nine. So. Nine is a multiple of three. Oh. Wow, <laughs> I just got scored. <laughs> I just got scored. No, I just realized that. <laughs> it is now. It, it, like, it just like hit me friend. too. Is this other way? Like, it's three multiple of nine, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah three times right. three is nine. Yeah, yeah. so nine is that multiple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I yeah. took math for. I've been, okay, I was Yeah, they're related. Um, and, and then one there you said something else about cutting up a volleyball. Uh, what? Yeah. So we also, I, one of the captains will get a volleyball, like a cheap one from the store. We cut it up, cut it into pieces, write 400 Linden Street on it with a heart, and then we put it in our sports bra before every game. And if you don't have one, you are frowned upon. Yeah. So we make sure we make extras, and then I put mine in my scrapbook every year. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And that's the address of the school. Yes, correct. That just hit. Yeah. Um, And then the other one I was told to ask about was the three-mile tradition. Oh. Oh, God. So, so awful. It's a tradition for sure. (laughs) What what is it? It's. You just have to run three miles? Yeah. Oh. And then the extra mile. And then, so, like, normally it's, like. Four miles. We'll do a three-mile before practice. A six-hour practice. Yeah. Six-hour. We got, like. Yeah, six-hour yeah. practice, and then a couple days later, we'll have to do run another mile. She calls it going the extra mile. coach is not kidding. Yeah. Your coach does not mess around. <laughs> no. Wow, she does not mess around. We're serious over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you, I imagine that just got to help build you up yeah. stamina-wise, and you guys uh, mm-hmm. get to the fifth set to match, and you're not tired. Mm-hmm. I'm going to guess that's the goal Yeah. for that. Um, and what's the other one you said you you always sit on the same seats in the bus? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so. When did that, who started that or how long has that been around? I, I still couldn't tell you. I don't know how long these, these superstitions have lasted. I would assume her 26 <laughs> years of coaching. I don't know how long it's been, but, but yeah, we, we, we actually got on the bus to come to semifinals and someone was in the wrong spot and we all threw a fit. We were yeah, like, we you don't, don't sit there. <laughs> But we got it figured out. Yeah, we made some stuff well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you're sitting over there. Yeah. Oh. Was it, like, one of the JV girls that got called up for the playoffs or something? Or? No, we didn't bring no. anyone up. Taylor Pinoli. Oh. Yeah, we brought Taylor up, but she wasn't on, like, she was before playoffs. Yeah. 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 We brought her up before. Okay. So she knew where to be. Yeah. But somebody else didn't. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. we got a mini charter. Normally have a regular size so 
Like the seating mm-hmm. <clears throat> was off a little bit. Oh. Yeah. How bad does it hurt to get the ball hit in your face? Never experienced Cause I, it. Because it happened a couple of times during state finals, and it really, it, the North Blacks can kill her. Yeah. They can spike. But to dig that up and to have it hit your face like that quick, like, you know, for me, that's why I don't play volleyball. One time, no. one time, I'm pretty sure I got a concussion from this, but I blocked a ball with my head. And <laughs> during the summer, no, yeah, at the beginning of the season, I, instead of, it hit my head instead of my hands. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah. <laughs> and then I had, like, yeah. Did you win the point? <laughs> yeah. I don't even remember. <laughs> we did. What, yeah. We did. <laughs> you serious? Yeah. You serious? You don't want to point off that? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I, I, hey, hey, next year, next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bag of tricks. Yeah. But I yeah. Soccer's not the only sport for headers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you can kick bad. the ball with the, I mean, if you can kick you the ball like right with the forehead. Feet. Yep. Right smack to the forehead. <laughs> Head on. And then just right back at them and they didn't, they didn't get it. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> wow. So nice. it worked out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of probably many blocks this season. Yeah. I mean, how many how many blocks did you have on the year? Do you know? I don't know. It's got to be a lot. I think it was 165 is what oh. the MHSA book said. Oh, who? For her? For her, Is yeah. that like a... It's a law, fam. Is that like a school record? Uh, good uh, question. Probably not. Probably, probably not. I no? No, man. No. That, there's a lot of blocks. I think... Man. I was, not that long ago, I was looking in the record book, and I think it was over, like, a little over 200 was our top one. For one season? Yeah. Wow. Who was that? I don't remember. It yeah. was Kylie Christensen. Yeah. That would make good. sense. Yeah. Yeah, that would totally make sense. A so you guys were saying you have um, uh, Coach Jackson from the football team is the strength and conditioning coach. Mm-hmm. And so he does strength and conditioning for the volleyball team, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, how... How challenging is it to get through the accent, his, his southern accent? It was a little tough at first, but <laughs> we're figuring it out now. <laughs> what's uh, Just what's it like? Or what, does the volleyball team do different strength and conditioning things than other teams do? Is there things that are specifically done just for volleyball, for the skills that you need? So he's kind of switched our workout a little bit from, obviously, like, Mr. Myers was our strength coach, like, years before for a long time, and then he's our new strength coach. So we used to do a lot of heavy weightlifting, and now we're doing more explosion. So for our volleyball team, it's, like, calf raises, or it's, like, explosive things to get you higher in the air and further. So that has helped immensely with our team. Yeah, I, obviously, I first time watching you guys but state semis you guys can jump very high mm-hmm. like all of you guys like even i don't know who the smallest one is but that person was even jumping even higher than the previous person mm-hmm. that was that something that you knew that you could do like boy was that something that someone had to like help like push you could you all the strengths and conditioning that you guys have done over the summer i have definitely boosted that were you able to do that at all last year was that something that was just new for you this year i think we've all been able to jump like pretty well we do a lot of um like things during the summer for our conditioning that work on our jumping we jump a lot of rope during the summer and um we also have some big like high jumpers on our team like Raina mcmahon's a high jumper and she's got like a five foot something she can jump high she was one of our middles the other middle with carissa 
So that always helps. Yeah, I don't. I've never been able to jump very high. I think it's just my height that makes it look like it. You know, well, you don't have to. You don't have to. Just put your hand. Yeah. For those of you who aren't from Cadillac, she's six foot four. This tall. <laughs> Um, how how odd is it? Have you ever had where you, you've gone to a class and you have a substitute teacher and it's the guy from the newspaper? Oh, Mr. View. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Love Mr. View. Yeah, he always has suckers with him. Yeah, yeah. Like he'll, he has like a green bag full of blow pops and everybody loves it. It's not awkward at all. I don't uh -huh. think it's awkward. Yeah? Yeah, no. No, put some Pandora music. And yeah. He'll play like jams. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah, and his sucker. He tries to hide the bag from us, but like, Mister View, we got <laughs> you. We know where it's at. Yeah. He's someone from the paper. And I, and I think, yeah, he's, yeah, the guy who's the sports writer for the Cadillac News is also a substitute teacher at Cadillac. How about that? That's cool. Yeah. yeah. I think did he do your like strength and conditioning? What was that? Sorry. Did he do strength and conditioning too? Because he was telling me before <laughs> that he had to yeah. fill in for a couple weeks for strength and conditioning. Yeah, we had a our <laughs> other strength teacher kind of had a health emergency, so. He had to fill in, and I mean, we love Mr. Buse. Well, he did great, and the class was great. They always behave for him, so. I mean, we are, like, 17, 18 years old, so you should be, but he's the best. <laughs> well, um, Anything else? No. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, you're back. You're a junior, so you'll be back next year. Obviously, your couple seniors are going to be out. Um Obviously, there's a long, very long, long off season. So, any plans aside from volleyball, or are you still gonna try to dive back in and work on your game? Um, no, I was well. I was gonna take the winter off because I've been playing since March yeah. with club, yeah. and then I'm gonna do club in the spring again. So, cool. yeah. Mm -hmm. And you told us you are done, but you go to school obviously mm -hmm. you don't know where you're going to yet mm -hmm. um what are some obviously there's a list of things you can name of the bus rides to doing the tatas and all that stuff but above all what is one thing that you would look back and be like okay this is awesome like i will remember this forever you know it sounds so cliche but the teams and the people that make up the team everyone from our program starting from your freshman girls all the way up to <laughs> Senior girls, they they are what makes Cadillac volleyball. And then I got, I would be remiss if I did not ask, what did having Michelle Bynes mean to you as a coach? Oh gosh, you're gonna make me emotional. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, that's why. That's my last question. Sorry for my last question. She um she is like a mother to me, and I I would assume she would probably be listening to this. So um she's gonna get a letter at the end of the season from me, but. <laughs> Man, I love her, and I love the other coaches so much. And I said, um, like I wrote out a little paragraph, like the hardest part of this next chapter will be not seeing them every day. Yeah. So um, I love her and, you know, just enjoy spending time with her. I'm good. I have one last question for, for Carissa. Mm -hmm. uh, how much does it happen, and how much do you hate it when people ask you if you play basketball? <laughs> <laughs> I'd say about once a week, <laughs> and I I don't mind it, but no. it does get kind of annoying sometimes. <laughs> it just yeah. gets old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
Well, the so. winning that you guys did doesn't get old. No. So congratulations on uh, and on all the wins getting to the state championship, making Thank some you. making some memories and some history there at Cadillac, and uh, and best of luck in all your future endeavors. Thank, Thank you. Pleasure never die. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. All right, thank you again to Carissa and Jaws for joining the boys in studio. Really, really appreciate it. Congratulations once again uh, to them and everybody else uh, on the uh, within the whole Cadillac volleyball program for uh, for such an incredible postseason and uh, in season overall. Uh, again, big congratulations to them. And with that in mind, we'll get right into the Get Around Hall of Fame. Uh, and we've decided we'll, we're just going to go ahead and put the in, despite not winning a state championship, which is usually our criteria for for just uh, getting in there completely. Uh, I think the entire Cadillac volleyball team uh, needs to go in uh, with a, a special emphasis on, on the players that we mentioned. And I think I even, uh, I, I did not mean to leave off Mason McKeever. Uh, I, I don't believe I mentioned her earlier, but she is, is worthy of mention as well, singling out, you know, along with uh, Carissa and Jaws and Mackenzie and, and Cassie. Um, and Carson Cassie. Great stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and Carson, yeah. They have a team. So, yep. and McKenzie Johns. So yeah, that, that team is, and they're <laughs> going to return quite a bit of that so good. next season, too. So good. Oh, yeah, Book yep. Allen's, Chris and Jonah. Jeez, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they'll have Johns and Musta back next year, so. Yeah, they're all juniors, so that's one thing we kind of. And Genema is only a sophomore. Yep. Yep. The, the hunger for a state championship yep. next year. That is going to be fun. So, uh, James, any nominations that you'd like to throw in uh, yeah. from St. Francis? I'll, I'll throw I'll throw out Jack Pritchard from Traverse City St. Francis. Um, he had two interceptions in that game and uh, and also scored a touchdown, a rushing touchdown and a two-point conversion in that game. He uh, kind of stood out from the, the, the typical stars for St. Francis. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, what Cadillac did is, as a team is, is something special. Awesome. Well, congratulations to the entire Cadillac volleyball team, along with uh, Traverse City St. Francis' Jack Pritchard. You were the latest inductees into the Get Around Hall of Fame, the most exclusive club in northern Michigan. All right, wrapping up the show with our favorite things inside and outside of sports uh, in the last week. Like I said, like uh, ending the show on a happy note, so let's go ahead and do that. Anybody want to jump off? Favorite thing in sports from the last week that uh, that made you smile? Uh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> me being from California, I am a pretty big USC fan. Um, USC, while well, on my way back from driving in a horrible snowstorm, I had the game on the radio as if I could not miss it. And I was a little nervous, a little nervous because UCLA has beaten USC plenty of times over the past few years. But well, as soon as we had Lincoln Riley, Everything changed, and we're now top five. And with Ohio State and Michigan playing this week, whoever loses, USC sneaking right in. And for the first time since probably I was in elementary school, which was when USC played against Texas, was the last time we were ever in some type of serious bowl games. So I cannot wait. I that is the best thing I have seen this week. So oh, USC beat UCLA. So I have to mention that. And Caleb Williams, the Heisman Trophy winner, I have to mention that as well. And I'm done. Thank you. Yeah, it was fun. Like, uh, USC and UCLA was, like, 
uh, it meant something. It was a it, like that rivalry, which always means something, but the game meant something too. And that was that was really cool. Yep. Uh, James, your uh, happy thing in sports this week? I'm just I'm just happy that the Lions won another game. It's three and zero. It's the first time they've won three games in a row since uh, I think for five years. In, wow! In, in five years, yeah. And uh, so uh, and the they kind of dominate. Dan Campbell's head can shut up. Yeah, they kind of went St. Francis on the New York Giants. And, and and I mean, as far as NFL games go, you know, you don't, yeah. normally don't see blowouts like that. But I mean, this was a a, a multiple score win for the Lions, which you don't see too much. Jamal Williams three touchdowns. Jamal Williams going off. Defense going off. It's a good win. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's uh, you know uh, kind of a, a serious topic, uh, but one that I kind of felt more informed after having watched it and, and known about kind of some of the the human rights violations uh, were going on in Qatar, uh, heading leading into the the World Cup uh, that uh, that kicked off. Uh, Sunday and then uh, Monday we just had uh, USA and, and Wales uh, tie at one one. Um, but if if you guys get a chance, um, and this goes for our audible viewers as well, check out uh, Sunday night's episode of Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. He does does an incredible uh, examination of everything wrong uh, that happened between FIFA and, and Qatar uh, leading into the, the 2022 World Cup. And uh, I think it's really important that while we can go ahead and, and enjoy these games, that's fine, but enjoy them knowing the, the human cost uh, that, that came at it. And I know this isn't really a happy thing to talk about, but I, I just, it was, uh, it's important that we know uh, about these things. So I, I, I highly uh, advise our our, our viewers, uh, our audible viewers, to check that out. Um, that certainly something important to know while you enjoy the World Cup to know just exactly everything that led into it. So, yeah. oh, did you see the story about that? The supposedly uh, Qatar offered players from Ecuador money to throw the game. No. Yes, saw that as well. Okay. I, I mean, they uh, this this whole thing has been it, it's basically one giant Qatar Qatari bribe. Honestly, because mm-hmm. they 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 bribed FIFA officials to get the World Cup, um, I can say yeah. that uh, with, without any worries of them coming after me and suing me for for libel or slander. Oh, because yeah. if they want to do that, that's fine. Because then it'll be open to yeah, it'll just be open season on that. So, um, yeah. and then and then not even and then two days before the tournament, announcing that they wouldn't sell any beer. Yeah, I have games. a buddy that's there. He's like, I yeah. can't believe. Did it. you did you see the one fan though, that one Ecuador fan at the oh, the first yeah. game, the opener against Qatar? Yeah. And he turned around to a bunch of fans from Qatar, um, who were just in very traditional yeah. outfits and everything, and then gave him the Johnny Manziel money. Money, yeah. Wow. They got pissed. They got pissed. Okay. The money gesture, and yeah, uh, yeah they were not happy. Yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate how dirty this is. I mean, this is, it well, is, it's, it's, it's slimy. Well, FIFA has been there for a long, 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 long time. Oh yeah, corruption in FIFA is been, not. They're no strangers. Started. So, I mean, there's a documentary on Netflix about the whole thing too. They have the former president Tapper, I believe his name is, on it, and it's a whole like they unravel everything. I mean, you. On how Con- Concacaf was created and how 
all these other leagues were created and bots. It's and how the U.S. got the World Cup and how Argentina once got the World Cup. It's insane. So, yeah, when you're done watching that, feel free to hop on Netflix and check that out, too. <laughs> the Ecuador fans all right, favorite. we want beer during <laughs> <Yeah>. the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they uh, – in. In Spanish, I believe, Spanish. right? Yeah, yeah. Yes, I love that. Love that. That was great. Um, all right, favorite thing outside of sports from the last week? Uh, this is a, this is interesting. Something I came across on on Twitter is that the the house from the Goonies. It's a house in Astoria, Oregon, is on the market currently right now for one point six million dollars. If you if you oh, wanted to buy I the mean, Goonies I got house, that, I got yeah, I got Let's that. Put our money together. The three of us. I mean, we make the three of us. We make so much money working for the Record Eagle. Obviously, I think the three of us could probably go in and buy that. Yeah. I don't think. I don't think I'll make one point six million dollars in my life. No. So. Hey, that's yeah. cool though. I saw that. I was tweeting. Uh, I saw that. I'm glad you saw that. Jordan, your yeah. Jordan, your oh, favorite thing. Yeah, I was on my way home. Uh, got a call from my mom. She's like, check your phone. I was like, oh, I check my phone. She along with hope from actually no so when i went to the wedding my mom was supposed to come up here and visit me because i wasn't supposed to go and i went so my mom had a flight ticket still at hand and obviously christmas is coming up she called me said check your check your phone check my phone she said my flight interior for going home for christmas so i got she bought my flight back home so that's Oh, nice. Yeah, so I will be going home for Christmas, and honestly, it's very excited. It was cool. It was, cool to, it was a good way to start the week. So Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Nothing more important than family, man, especially around the holidays. Good stuff. Thanks. All right. I will, uh, I'm going to go uh, outside of sports, but within kind of sports, and stay in the world of sports entertainment. And you guys know what I'm talking about. It's pro wrestling, oh, baby. Yes. Because Saturday night, the elite... Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks came back to AEW in in debut or the return was to uh, uh, Kansas's uh, Carry On My Wayward Son and it was just an awesome entrance of them coming back after being suspended for two months uh, brought me a lot of joy uh, on Saturday night as I was uh, reading stories and waiting for pictures to come in and all that stuff so it was uh, it was great but uh, yeah lots of uh, Lots of good stuff, and of course, this week, Wednesday, I am headed out to uh, downtown Chicago and uh, AEW Wednesday Night Dynamite, and I get to see MJF as world champion for the first time, which makes me happy, and you guys have no idea what I'm talking about, but that doesn't matter, and it doesn't matter to anything else, because that is going to put a bow on episode 235 of the Get Around Podcast. Uh, Thank you to everyone who listened. I do think though that it is funny that you put that in your in your favorite thing as outside of sports. Well, it's sports <laughs> entertainment, right? I mean, oh, man, yeah, it's, it's, it's not theater, real. baby. It's theater, baby. That's what it, it is. is. <laughs> it's it is. It, it it's actors who are gifted physically too. That's and that's the it's soap uh, opera for telling dudes. the story out there. Yeah, and it's awesome, and I love it, and I'm unapologetic yeah. about it. So, enjoy yourself. Uh, well, yeah, like I said, episode 235 of the Get Around Podcast. Uh, thanks to our listeners, our audio viewers. Thanks to Jordan. Thanks to James. Uh, thank you again to Carissa and Jaws. Uh, thank you to everybody. Really appreciate it. This is the, the week of Thanksgiving. 
uh, and uh, I've given out lots of thanks to everybody that uh, helps make this show possible on a weekly basis. So with that said, episode 235 of the Get Around Podcast is in the books.